Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better, ahead of British Champions Day. Can't believe it. We've made it through the whole of the flat racing season and we are drawing the curtain down on British Champions Day and it's going to be an emotional farewell to Frankie de Tori. God, what excitement we have to look forward to come Saturday. Um, Dan Barber, Daryl Carter and Tony Calvin join me on this episode of Racing Only Better. Looking ahead to the weekend's action. Very quick check in with the boys before we go any further. Daryl Carter, didn't we have a jolly time filming on Monday? Me and Daryl did a little project for Betfair on Monday and wasn't it good fun, Daryl? Oh, we had a great time, didn't we? Really good fun. Yeah, and, and a few winners throughout the week followed it. So, yeah, good spirit. Not, not the one at Bath yesterday, but anyway, we'll ignore that. Um, Dan Barber, how are you? I don't know what that thing is behind you, but it looks like you're having your eyes tested. Do you know where you have to go and read the letters? Oh, yeah. Oh, my mince pies are so bad. You wouldn't believe. Oh, dear God, I'm, the table's collapsing as well. Yeah, I'm on I'm on location. Nothing flashy. Oh. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a Paul Nichols. I'm at the Peace Hall in Halifax. Jeez, look how fresh he looks. Look. Yeah, he's very fresh. He's got that Botox in. He's had. I, I think you. The word is hot, not fresh. Hot. You look hot. Yeah. Am I allowed to yeah, say that? Twenty twenty three. Dan looks hot. There you we get, go. Say it to me. I'm fine. I'm easily flattered. Okay, there, I've said it. And we get to welcome back Tony Calvin. Main reason for that is because we need someone to do weather watch specifically this weekend because the heavens have opened up and down the country tc how are you and crack straight on with weather watch will you yeah all good um weather watch the weather the forecast has actually improved um one one site was forecasting 48 mil on friday alone a couple of days ago that's that's dissipated to about six but it's they've had a couple of uh, two and a half mil at ascot this afternoon so it's still soft there so that means we don't know what we're going to be racing on, whether we're going to be racing on the normal round course or they're going to switch to the inner flat track. And that has a massive bearing on betting uh, because the going stick readings this morning, uh, they've got 5.9 mil on the normal round course, but on the inner flat track, it's 7.5. And when Gosden said when he walked it yesterday, uh, it was good to firm, good in places. And obviously it's, soft stroke heavy on the normal round course so they better make that decision very soon uh so punters know what they're they're doing i, I think it's a one-on-one poke they're going to switch to the inner track and it's going to be much better ground which will be against some of the mud lovers in the uh champion stakes the phillies and mares and um uh, the gold cups uh the long distance cup so yeah we're, we're a bit in the dark at the moment but i think we're about a one-on-one poke to be uh racing on the better ground on the inner track hard um, to get your head around why there'd be such a difference isn't it yeah I like I was talking about this just the other day about like it's it's mad the numbers for one trap versus the other in the same location, but I suppose it all adds up all that watering over well, the summer. Yeah. Um, well, if my if my back garden's piss wet through, so's the front. That's the only comparison I can find. Yeah, but you don't you don't probably water the shit out of your front or back garden throughout the year, though, do you? I don't mow it either. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um. Guys, let's crack straight on. But before we do, don't forget a couple of sportsbook offers with Betfair this weekend. Uh, there's a completely free bet this weekend up for grabs, as there has been throughout the whole of October on Saturday. But you need to opt in, please, and read the T's and C's as well. And then, of course, there is the usual bet five on horse racing multiples and get a free bet. But again, you need to opt in and you need 
to do it responsibly, please, because that's what we like to promote on this show. We are going to crack straight on, guys, with that aforementioned Long Distance Cup. It's the Group 2. It's the first race at Ascot on British Champions Day. It's 1.15 over the two miles. And Kiprios is currently 5-4 to four at the top of the market for Aidan O'Brien. Could, as always, be a very big day for Aidan O'Brien at Ascot. But Kiprios, having been beaten when we saw him on his comeback run, is taking on Trushan, who's had this complete revival of late this season. He's 15-8. to eight. Coltrane, a one-time favourite of this race, I think, after that York success, is 7-1. to one. And Sweet William, the big improver at nines for the Gosden Yard as well. After that, it's a bit bigger prices for the rest, including the likes of Trawlerman. I am going to start with Dan Barber, please. Your long distance cup selection, my man. Yeah, I don't, whether I've got one is a moot point. But my first put of cards, I think I'd rather back Trushan at current odds than I'd rather back Kiprios. And then I was thinking, do I want to back either at those prices? Probably not. So my initial, my thought then is, well, let's look for something I can back each way. And Trollerman ticked a box on the basis that it's hard to assess what he's done this season, but he's won by miles twice and he was third in this race last season. He is unproven on bad ground, so he wouldn't want significant rain, I don't think. And then I'll look towards your old pal, Sweet William. Now, I joked the other week, didn't I, that you'd said that he couldn't possibly win a race again and needed to be gelded immediately, which he didn't actually say. Um, <laughs> but um, I did get the firm impression that he was out-battled by Trushan. And he possibly got worried about it in the Ebor as well. So I'm not sure I want to pin in each way bet on him either. And then there's the looming spectre that I'm sure TC will double down on of the fact we've got the dead A and with changeable ground. Indeed, literally changeable ground because they might be running on a different course. Um, <laughs> we may... I'd be slightly surprised if we don't get a non-runner or two. So it lends itself to the bet for each way market. I could carry on talking for 10 minutes and not have a strong view. So I'll, I'll quit it there. Um, but yeah, if you were to give me a match bet between the two, I'd take the odds against Trushan against the odds on Kiprios. Just what you said about the ground, about not, not wanting a lot more ground. We're in a bizarre situation where good ground horses in this race want a lot more rain. So heavy abuse. Yeah, want it to be moved, yeah. So they switched the track. <laughs> that's how bollocks. That's how bollocks this kind of like reasoning is at the moment. I'm like you. Um, I think we we might, you know, I think we might be able to see a non-runner um, each way to. I think the first two are just very solid. So you're playing for one place at the moment. And you could be playing for no places if there is a non. Uh, just but I just literally put the phone down to Ryan before uh, I I'd, um, we came on here and. Um, they're pretty bullish about Kiprios. They think they think he's come on a ton for that reappearance run. We know he's the best horse in the race on his form last year. We know he handles fast ground. We know he handles heavy ground. So, um, you know, if you read that on betting dot betfair, uh, 8am tomorrow onwards, uh, you'd be you'd be probably siding with Kiprios. But I couldn't see a bet in the race. Um, so I'll pass as well, Daniel. Okay, so speculating, so... I'm thinking they might if they did a put a match bet price up, it'd be something like eight to thirteen Kiprios, six to five Trushan. I'd rather back Trushan six to five in that market than I would fifteen to eight to win the race. Until okay. the track changes. 
So to be clear, <laughs> yeah. then, we've started off tipping for British Champions Day with two no bets from the boys, which is absolutely fine because we like to promote gambling responsibly. Can completely see the angle. Probably could have been wrapped up in 30 seconds, but yeah. we went on for 30 minutes. So Daryl Carter, it's over to you for the selection for the stayers, please. Yeah, well, I share the same same concerns about both the lads because as a pun to it, it's, it's about us. What have we done? It is very, it's very difficult. Like, like it's very difficult because you don't want to be backing anything right now. Would be my advice. But um, look, if we all we got to work with is the soft ground on the track that they're currently at, and in that in that instance, Trushan would be would be the bet for me. Um, I think he's had a bit of a resurgence the last twice. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like the way he uh, went from the front. He's been a bit quite. He's been quite keen in most of his races, to be honest. And Holly's just fought him for a long, long time. She let him stride on at Doncaster. To good effect, and uh, again in Paris last time. If he if they stay on this track, soft ground's definitely going to be- benefit him. He doesn't have a ton to find with Kiprios from that Goodwood running last year on unfavourable ground, where she perhaps gave Kiprios and Stradivarius just a little bit of a track position there. I was underwhelmed, I must admit, by Kiprios's seasonal return in, in the Oris St. Ledger for Eldar Eldar. I've put him to bed very easily, and he will need to be right back to that Goodwood best to win this. So I think you're taking a chance back in Kipros at such a short price that he is going to come on a ton for the run because I think some of his other runs, Kara beating Hamish by uh, three quarters of a length, a uh, couple of others beating Modo Star by half. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think this is any walkover for him, even if he is, is at his peak fitness. So I think as we have the conditions as they are, True Sham would be the bet for me. Okay, there we go. We've got a selection in the end, everyone. Onwards we go to the 150. And Daryl, seeing as you gave us a selection that last race, I'll reward you by getting to go first in the first of the group ones of the day, the six furlong champion sprint. And Ken Ross is seven to four to do what he did last year and win it for a second year running. He's obviously been such a solid horse over the years, a six-year-old now, seven to four at the top of the market to back the win up. Uh, for Dream is next best at 13 to two. We know that she will love every raindrop that falls. Millstream after that, seven to one. Sandrine, another one who will appreciate the heavy going, eight to one. Spycatcher, 11s. I mean, other than the top horse, Daryl, is it fair to say that uh, this is a group one in all but name only? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think Kim Ross is by, by far the best horse in the race. I think he is priced correctly, though. So, you know, um, it's, it's hard to advise a, a bet on him given... He's priced correctly. He's not been missed. Um, he was unlucky in the foray last time, I thought. He's got absolutely optimal conditions today. Because, you know, when it, when he was behind Shaquille in the July Cup, I think he was kind of just winding up. I think he's really peaking now. So I, I find it very difficult to take him on. But there is four places, I think, on the Betfair Sportsbook for this. So I did want to have a try and find something that was a little bit overpriced. So I, I came down on Sense of Duty. Uh, for William Haggis. Now, this horse obviously has got to improve a, a fair bit on, on what she's shown, but she was brilliant when winning Chipset Stakes last year at Newcastle, beating Anaf by four and a half lengths very comfortably. The seasonal return at Newbury was over a trip too short of five furlongs. Didn't mind the ground there. We're staying on nicely at the finish. Back up to a stiff six today, I think, will really suit her. I think she has the profile where she could really take a good step forward and uh, be in the mix at the finish. So with four places on the Betfair Sportsbook, four teams currently on the Betfair Sportsbook, I thought sense of duty would be the the one the one that stood out to me that was overpriced in this market. I guess asking them not to move it onto the jump track, but up to York 
That's what he wants. Um, then, then she'd definitely win. Um, <laughs> I, the angle with her, I, I can see that, Daryl, your case made. And I find it intriguing that they're ploughing on with her being a mayor and having the wins next to a name that she's already got. They could easily retire her to stud. But they're obviously looking for a group two, group one win with her. Um, so, yeah, intriguing to see how she will have stepped forward from Newbury. Uh, Dan, why don't you jump in here? Do you have anything at a bigger price like that that you can throw into the mix or are you just all aboard Kinross? No, it's a proper price race, isn't it? Oh, he, he can win at that price and I don't have to be having um, any money on him. And the three of all, three alternatives add it down to one of them's half the price of the others because all the money, as you, you reference, Vanessa, the dream, as soon as the, anybody hears that they're soft or heavy in the description, that they're all over, aren't they, for obvious reasons. Uh, but the two were slightly bigger than that. I'm, I'm still on the spy catcher train. I still think he is a very good six furlong horse in the mud. And I think he'll prove it at some point. I've got to back him at double figures as a result. And the other one for me is a horse whose ascot record is to die for. And it's old favourite Rohan. If he's not winning... Well, if he's not winning Wokingham's here, he's landing punts in lesser handicaps. But he was right on the heels of him when he didn't get a clear run last year. I think he might have finished second had the brakes gone more his way. And with Ryan on again, who gets on so well with him, it strikes me that he's peaking at the right time. Conditions perfect, track perfect. And I want to say a price is perfect, but he's he was 12, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's 12, yeah. 12s for Rohan then for Dan. Spycatcher gets a nod, just a point shorter at 11 to 1. Um, sense of duty for Daryl at 14s. And TC, finally to you then. Um, how are you playing this race? How are you getting involved? I presume you're playing it away from Kinross. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to wait for the without markets to come in and I'll press up on my two selections here. Um, I agree with Dan Rohan. I think 12s, four places is is a very, very good price. Uh, Ryan could have uh, ridden quite a few of these, um, but he's he, he sided with Rohan, obviously because of the course uh, the course record. I actually thought Rohan would be better on better ground, but Ryan just said no, no, soft ground, stroke heavy, absolutely fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, one last time, but he's been rated much higher in the past. So, yeah, I thought Rohan was pretty solid, um, even though he can chuck in the odd stinker. And I was wondering whether to go win only, but no. Because I'm obviously scared of Kim Russell, what the place is on my side. So there, um, I put up the dream at 14s on Monday, uh, and I'm pressing up again at 30 to two four places. Obviously, we've lost uh, a couple of notable horses in the interim. Uh, most obviously Shaquille, who also lost Cardam as well. So the races, um, you know, we've lost a, a couple of Group One winners there. So yeah, I, I thought the dream at 30 to two was was. Each way four places was very very solid. Obviously, we never know. She's a she just loves the ground. You know, the time performance at Donny in April was was very very good. Obviously, beat the subsequent um, uh, Nunfort winner in the in the Palace House Stakes on soft ground. And what real sealed the deal? I was going to just leave it at that, but I just thought, God, and I looked at the pace map in here. I think you've got pace in one three on the far rail. Um, and I think she's just ideally drawn in two. I thought Rohan's similarly coming off the paces, ideally drawn in six. And although the dream's got a lot to find, I think, you know, the ground's going to be a big leveller. Uh, there's another seven mil, we're recording this at three o'clock on Thursday. There's another seven mil due, due throughout today, another six mil tomorrow. So it's going to be heavy ground. And I just think 
I, I just think you know, she's she'll be very hard to kick out the to kick out the four. The conditions enough over. You go and have a look at the race last year. She was given a bang awful ride. She was bang. She was last two furlongs out, and she was only beating four lengths in the end. So. Okay. The same in 2021 as well. If you watch yeah. that race, she ran a blinder in that race as well. I got no clear run for much of the race, same as Kim Ross did. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so, yeah, they're the two for me with the four places uh, 30 to two each way, the dream, and 12s each way, um, Rohan. Okay. Let's move on then. Uh, another group one up next. This is for the Phillies and Mares. It's over the one mile, four furlongs and free wind is three to one at the top of the market. Looking to bounce back from what she sort of disappointed. Well, she didn't disappoint. She's big price in the arc and she ran as such. But of course, they're on the group one mission for her. That's why she was kept in training as a five-year-old. Could this be it for her? She's taking on Jackie O, who finished just behind Blue Rose Sen in the opera. She's seven to two. Time lock at 11 to two for Roger and Harry Charlton. Um, she's the filly who's really stepped forward of late and has been sort of noted as being extremely big and sort of raw and really only coming to her own now. And then we've got, <clears throat> excuse me, above the curve in next at nine to one. She's been a solid yardstick, has the cheap pieces applied for the first time, which is interesting. And of course, Kevin Blake not here, but we can be 101 about the fact that he would have tipped above the curve up. We know that to be almost factually correct, don't we, TC? I will start with you here, I think. Yeah. Um, where did you land? This has a real open look to it. Surely a tasty enough betting contest, isn't it? Yeah, you, you're getting four places, and I think you're going to need them if you're back in each way. I thought this was really tricky. Okay. Over the week, I was I, I wrote my piece on Monday, and I was tipping Rue Brossenard at um, 33s when I started writing it. Then it got cut to 12s. <laughs> just 10 minutes before I was literally, I was just doing the final sweep of prices, just checking all the prices were correct, and they cut it from 20 to 12, so I pulled it, and um, I was obviously a bit annoyed, and but... I've gone off a little bit. 10 she's, to she's, 1. Ten to they, one yeah, yeah, she tends now. Like, there's not, you know, there's only one horse that's come out of the interim. If I wasn't willing to take 12s on Monday, I'm, I'm loath to take 10s now because there's only one horse that's come out and that was pretty much flagged up via Sestina. So nothing's changed kind of like pace-wise. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, the setup of the race-wise. If she drifted out, I've, I've got 16s in my head. If she drifts out to 16s on the exchange, I'll play her because... I think, you know, there's a lot of untapped potential there. Um, I thought she, she had a real bad trip over a mile six in the Royal last time. Shaped all right again in the in the Vermeer. She's ground versatile because I think they're going to switch this to the inner track and it could be even good to soft there. Um, so I, I think the ground versatility is a, uh, is a factor. Uh, she's only having a seventh start. Uh, but uh, apparently Gerard Mosse is riding as shit as ever in France, so that would worry me. He's about he's about eighty seven, isn't he? So wow, that, is that, that official, that would worry is that official me. feedback line you got from somebody? Apparently, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I like I said, I I was trying to find out if the if the mayor was going to be a runner earlier in the week, so I spoke to this French guy that I, I speak to, and uh, he said he couldn't find out if she was a she was a confirmed runner. But I spoke to him again this morning and. He was a bit gutted that Mosse kept the ride because uh, I think he quite likes her as well. But uh, okay. I'm okay. talking at length. Uh, no bet. Oh, that's what we... Okay, until she drifts to 16s, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like, I'm not backing her now, so I'm, I'm not going to tip her here. But no, okay. I, I think I think she she has a profile of a horse that will will go to 16s on the exchange. And I think she's 12s and, or 12s and drifting already at, 
in a lightly traded market. But yeah, I'm Rue Brossonade, um, if she hits the price I'm after. All right. Okay. Um, Daryl, I'll come to you next then. Got a vote for the French horse. Um, some horses at bigger prices that would have to step forward. But are you focusing in at the top of the market or elsewhere? Yeah, towards the top of the market. I want to take on free wind. I, I, I stupidly backed her for the arc as, a, as an each way player. I thought she'd been missed in the market, but she ran absolutely dreadfully. Um, yeah, um, I'm just I'm not sure she's as trustworthy as she once was. Jackie O for me, uh, Ryan and Aiden. Uh, I love the way this horse has progressed this season. I think they thought quite highly of her early on because she they chucked her into the to the to the guineas um, on her third start, and uh, she's just progressed since then. Run after run, she doesn't want quick ground. Any ease in the ground is you know good to soft, and worse is is good for her. But uh, I thought she was quite eye-catching in Paris last time. She bumped into Blue Rose Sen in our own backyard, which is she's obviously a decent horse, particularly in, pa- in Paris. Um, that form ties in with, with some of the best leads. The time before at the Curra, she ran the fastest final three furlongs behind Lumiere Rock. Uh, and she was caught out the back of the field. And we all know how things have been at the Curra this season. You don't want to be off the pace. Big advantage to be up with the pace. She steamed home there. The step up and trip, I think, is going to bring out a bit of improvement from her. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how she gets on. I think, like Dan said, with uh, with about Rohan peaking, I think she's about to peak as well. So uh, Jackie O for me. Just okay. very briefly on her, I spoke to Ryan about the trip. He's unsure, uh, but he said he's been here time and time again with Galileo Phillies when he's not sure they're going to get the trip, and, and they do. So even though he's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say doubtful, uh, but he, he's not sure at all. But like I said, he said the pedigree will give you a lot of uh, a lot of encouragement there. All right, Dan, are you in agreement with Daryl or even TC in regards to his horse with the price drift, or are you looking elsewhere? I, I'm I'm backing a horse who started four to one for an Irish Oaks, four to one for Yorkshire Oaks, and nine to two for Ribblesdale, but at more than twice the price, and that's Blue Stocking. A lot will understandably deflate be deflated the day she was turned over odds on in just a listed race at Chester. But I found to my cost just how much Al Kareem finds when she fended off that Hamdan thing is rather I was all over and I I I turned around, I thought the race was done. As far as I was concerned, Israel had swept past and that was game set and match and she battled back Al Kareem. It was a silly race around a track that can be a bit silly because it's always on the turn and they now reach for headgear. If that adds an edge, I actually think she's potentially the best filly in the race. I think the quality of her three-year-old form is there for all to see and she's not even the first string for the owner, it seems, but I'm not going to let it put me off. No, I can see the angle with her and I was given a bit of confidence about her yesterday, Dan, which I can pass on to you because I interviewed Rafe Beckett and um, he was, you know, as cheery as he can sound about her, I thought. Um, So, yeah, can see the angle. Let's move on to what will potentially be the race of the day. Uh, The Queen Elizabeth II stakes over the mile and Paddington is your 11 to 8 favourite. Obviously, we're very hopeful all these horses line up. Paddington, Aidan O'Brien was interviewed this morning, very much an intended runner at this stage. 11 to 8 at the top of the market. Tahira at 4 to 1, next best. Nashua in there at 9 to 2. Big Rock, 7 to 1. Uh, he's an intriguing runner from over in France. Caldine, our Guineas winner at 11s. Bigger prices after that. TC, I wanted to start with you here because I wondered if you were going to go in again with Nashua given that she's dropping down to the preferred mile, which I know you're a big advocate for with her. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, I would have stuck her up on Monday, but she was double-entered in the champion yeah. and this. And uh, I think they're making the right decision. Everyone knows that even before she ran in the Oaks, I had a marked down as more of a miler than a mile four horse and maybe a, more of a mile two horse as well. So, yeah, I'm, I think they've made the right decision. I think a mile would cut in the ground with a load of pace to run at. It's going to suit. Uh, you've got Big Rock going forward and you've got the likes of Chaldean, High Royal, um, you know, and Paddington have gone forward in the past. So I think she's going to get a good pace to run at. We saw what happened when she got that in the Falmouth, when she gagged up on five lengths on, on what was good ground. But if you remember, it, it was absolutely slashing down when there. And she, I, like, I haven't got any concern, massive concerns about, about the ground. I just think it's an ideal setup for her. There's been a lot of money around for her already. She's fives into nine to two. Looking at the exchange market, by the time this goes live, I imagine you'd be looking at fours. But uh, I think nine to two each way is a highly acceptable bet. For some reason, I'm just quite cool on Paddington. Um, but, uh, yeah, National are each way there. I mean, either side of that Falmouth, she's been giving some, well, she's been giving some kind of like less than optimum rides, isn't she, in the uh, in the Nassau and the Irish Champion Stakes last time. So uh, that's me being polite, actually, less than optimum. I'd normally say dog shite, but no, as it's... Uh, I'm glad you're a friend. It's my French, yeah. Um, yeah, so Nashua each way, nine to two. Um, even at fours, I'd probably be be that because I'd be disappointed giving her setup and giving her profile um, that uh, she'd be out the first three. And I'll, I'll take a small loss if she's second or third. But yeah, Nashua each way for me at the current price at nine to two. Fours would be acceptable. All right, Daryl, I'll come to you next and pose the question to you. Are you with or against Paddington? Because that's really what this, you know, do you believe that this, we're going to see him back to his best and the height and how good he is? Or are you against him in this sort of field with those fillies in there as well? Um, I've been against him all season, so I'm probably not going to change here. Um, <laughs> I, did, yeah, I, I think uh, I, he did impress me, though, I must admit, in the, in the clip what he did in the um, in the Judmont behind Mossadaf. Um, but I'm just not a massive fan of the entire three-year-old crop, so he's probably a stand-up. But he's priced correctly that I'm entirely in the same camp as, as Tony with this. Oh. Um, yeah, I really quite fancy Nashua. I think a straight mile, stiff straight mile. is exactly Room for another one. Sorry? Oh. Is there room so, for another one on this little boat? Room for a small plus, one. Plus. <laughs> room for a small Van, one, Dan. Larry. All aboard the Nashua Very train. Small. This is yeah. exciting. Really? And, and Tony's wrapped up really well, really. I I, hell's breaking loose. I'm just going to shout at some builders. <laughs> I'll be back shortly. All right. All right. I haven't really got too much to add, but I, I've got I've got something that I noticed, though, when I was going through this race. You know the, you know the English English 2000 guineas? One by Chaldean. Yeah. How many of those that have run have won since, do you think? I This stat has been banded around on another podcast. The it better not have, because I worked hard on this. The George Scott and Charlie Fellows podcast. And the answer is that of the 15 horses that have come out the guineas and run, only one of them has won, and that's Auguste Rodin. Calvin uh, collapsed there against his well, door. Well, here, listen, listen, this is why you listen to this podcast, not that load of tripe, because they're wrong. Three, three horses have come out and won. Oh. Twin, 29 runs they've taken, though. Like between between the between the other horses, they've had 29 runs. And only three have come out and won. I'm just, I, I could just see Chaldean being a bit of a shortener on the day. 
uh, Frank and Tory factor, etc. Uh, soft ground, he won't mind that. But I just, I'm just worried about that entire free roll crop this season. So older horse Nashua, I reckon, will get a job done for us. Okay, so we're with Nashua. Dan, do you have anything to add to the Nashua bandwagon? No, I just think the scenario is perfect. Of straight mile, settle well in a race where there's loads of pace. I mean, it's six to four, you Dutch, the pair, basically, isn't it? Tahira and Nashua. But I think I'd be more three points, one, one point, another in favour of Nashua. Just keeping Tahira on side as the, at the prices, really, because she is a very good filly. And the one time she encountered soft ground, she was extremely impressive in that Moy glare. But yeah, it's, it's, it's Nashua and with a, a small place in my heart for the other filly, Tahira. But yeah, I, I just think it's a perfect, perfect setup for Nashwar and she's the little break's not going to be lost on her either is it because she did have a fairly hectic campaign a, over a month or so okay three votes for Nashwar then Holly Doyle obviously in the saddle who's riding in the eight o'clock at Newcastle on Friday night quick trip back down the motorway over for Trushan and Nashwar on Champions Day um up next is the champion stakes guys over the 10 furlongs obviously and tc i'm going to start with you again here because you flagged it up on i think weighed in probably a, a good while ago that horizon door was could end up the likely favorite for this race and that he is up at the top of the market 11 to 4 horizon door over from france Mikel Barcelona book for the ride, taking on King of Steel. This feels like this has to be his sort of day to either come good or just like we have to stop talking about this horse as a top class group one horse, seven to two King of Steel. Bay Bridge, four to one, obviously won the race last year. Is he too big a price to bounce back from what we last saw him doing in Longchamp in the Arc de Triomphe? Master Daff. Will he run? Won't he run? Who knows? 11 to 2. Via Sistina, 8 to 1. My Prospero, 12. We're not talking about him as the same sort of horse as we were this time last year. Royal Rhyme in there at 12s. Lots of us impressed by him at air. Dubai Honor at 25s. Point Lonsdale at 66s. That is your full field TC. Horizon Door, with or against the French horse here? Uh, again, Horizon Door's chance is probably going to increase if they switch to the inner track. Switch um, So bear that in mind. Uh, I just thought this was a very, very winnable Group 1. No real standout in here. Um, I've actually backed Baybridge at 10s each way anti-post just before uh, he won at uh, Kempton in September. So I've got that running for me at a decent price. Gone off for me a little bit. But, but uh, yeah, I can see him winning. I can, I can see quite a few. One fresh bet I had this morning, uh, about Point Lonsdale each way at 80s. Um, and I've just seen him. He's, he's 100 on the exchange. So the reason being, I'm expecting Big Daddy Gozza to take out Mostadaf on Saturday morning. And that yeah. would leave the possibility of Ryan going from the front on, on Point Lonsdale. And I just think 66 is each way, three places in here is a, is a bit of a, it's just, just a bit too big. Um, the issue is, I, again, I don't, I might wait until I find out exactly what they're going to do with the, with the course, which, you know, I think it's a 101, they're going to go to the end of course track. And that wouldn't be ideal because obviously his former in the season over a mile or two on bad ground was, was pretty decent. 
Uh, and I don't think you can overlook how, how well he ran. You know, he, he obviously went from the front with um, East Luxembourg last time and he, he had every right to kind of like drop away badly. But, you know, he's stuck in the right to be beating just four lengths there. Um, and I can pick holes in all of these. Um, okay. So uh, I back point Lonsdale at uh, 80s. I think the 66 is general price for the sportsman is fair enough. Uh, and I'll chuck a few quid when only on the exchange as well. But the, I might wait until I properly press up uh, until I find out exactly what's going on with the courses, even though he, he was fought a good ground horse when he was a, when he was a two-year-old. So I'm taking a swing with point Lonsdale each way at 66s. Okay, gone for the outsider of the whole field then in what is a kind of patchy looking group one, I think it's fair to say, Daryl. Um, am I fair to say that King of Steel is, it's his day of reckoning a little bit? Is yeah, I think he's got a great chance. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he's got a decent chance. I think I don't think he minds soft ground. I think he does lack the turn of foot, really, for, for to be a 10 furlong horse. You know, I've said before, I don't really like it when these mile and a half has come back to 10 furlongs, didn't stay on at the finish. And, but but I do think that slower ground will, will help him out. And uh, yeah, he, like, he travelled really well, didn't he, in here behind uh, behind Hookham and Westover. And just sort of, I suppose, I, I just, I didn't think he faulted for fitness as much, or uh, for stamina as much as he was beaten by two better horses. But I don't think this is a deep root one. And I, I, I concur with your sentiment that this is sort of, your best chance you're probably going to get to, to land one. So, yeah, yeah. I want to be with him. I, I did have a look at Dubai Honor because um, I, I think that horse wants wants slow ground, um, and he's sort of continues to go under the radar a little bit. But I, I just I don't know. I think he's the right price at twenty five to one, and for me, I, I, I just can't back horses at the right price. King of Steel, I'd make him make him favourite for this. Um, in all honesty, around five to two. That's that's where I'd have him. So, yeah, he'd do for me at around 72. Okay, King of Steel getting an odd for Daryl then. Over to you, Dan. Um, nobody's tipped up Horizon Door yet at 11 to 4. Are you about to do that? Nobody's t- No, I'm not going to do that. Nobody's tipped up. I thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be a shorter price from the simplistic thing. He's a progressive horse who's been in great form. The first name on my team sheet, declare that, was Bay Bridge. But yeah. TC mentioned the fact he's on at 10s. At fours, I can pass him over because he still seems to get beaten a lot more than he wins. And his win at Kempton this season was a it wasn't a non-event, but it was a race he was fully entitled to win. His turn of foot was just too good for them. But the one I'm I'm warming to is Royal Rhymer. I just think is the most progressive horse in the race. He's yeah. really effective in the mud. I mean, that handicap at Goodwood was it was embarrassing for the others, really, wasn't it? <laughs> he just joined in, absolutely tanking. And horses that travel as well as that, you think, well, oh, hang on, what's he going to find here? And he didn't have fine. He absolutely sprinted away. He's since gone and seen off Pride of America. I mean, it's Pride of America, but he's a horse with top-level handicap form who had absolutely everything in his favour. Soft ground, easy lead, smallish field, and he still wasn't able to resist Royal Rhyme. I just think he's a fast improver, and I think 12-1 to 1 underestimates his chance. Just, just with him, Dan, I mean... the. The, the track switch will be massively against him. Because, like I said, I, I go back to those going stick readings this morning at 8.30. 5.9 on the round course, 7.5 on the inner. inner, inner. Yeah, we, time form called it good the day you want to air. I would prefer it to be soft just because he travels so strongly. Um, but you if that you forecast... You on the conditions that you've got, though, lads. You can't, yeah. you can't be sort of... Yeah, it's what I'd, I'd back track. him at... 
I'd back him at 12s, which I think 12s is a, a fair price, If even if they switch it, and if they stay on the track where it's softer, even better. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, but I may I, be wrong. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. It may be a shocking price, but no, no, no. I no, I I, I can fully see the case for him, but the case for him will be accentuated if they stu- if they stuck on the track. He might be a clever cookie if they stay on that track. He goes off an unfathomably short three to one and gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, I remember that. Fuck me. <laughs> Dan, let's stick with you for the Balmoral Handicap to wrap up Champions Day, please. Uh, over the mile, the straight mile list, and Docklands is your six to one favourite. Obviously, we haven't seen him since Goodwood, and prior to that, he put in that extraordinary performance at Ascot, at Royal Ascot in the Britannia Stakes. He's six to one. Baradar is on the hat trick bid at sevens for the George Bowie team. Migration in there at seven to one. Also, Sonny Liston, another horse who's been so consistent this season also seven to one Alma Peer in there at nines but I feel like this is a race where we're going to have very much a split division so Dan I'll let you go first Docklands mm-hmm. is going to be the hype horse in here and are you going to be taking him on here I'm not not with great con- conviction I just slightly prefer <laughs> something else I won't lie I think I'd want slightly bigger I was a bit my heart sank when you know you do all your prep and then you double check prices, and the one you're thinking to yourself, I reckon he'll be twelves, and he'll be a knock in each way. But and then I look, and he's he's sevens is migration. So there's the caveat price wise, but still bears repeating what he did in that Lincoln first time out. I know it, on the face he's got a monumental task defying that sort of marking handicap, but I think he has got group level ability, and the times he's likely to show a group level of ability. He's not in group races. It's in big field handicaps that are run to suit him because he made out a while look like he was standing still in the final furlong and a half of that Lincoln. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? He passed nearly all the field in a furlong and a half. Conditions are absolutely perfect for him. Um, Big field, loads of cover, big engine. He's back fresh again. Yeah, I I won't lie. I wanted 10s plus, but I think he's got a, a... a proper chance, and I think I will be able to get at that price as well. Okay, migration then back at the mile, seven to one currently for Dan, but he did want three points bigger at tens. Um, TC, I'll come to you then next for this, the Britannia, the only handicap on the card. Um, yeah. Have you got a big price swing for us to finish the day with? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I was with migration earlier in the week when he was 16s with a sports book, and oh, um, tell me that. Yeah, he was he was he was sixteens and fourteens across the board. Mate. I just, I, I just with that with the weather forecast, I just couldn't see where they were coming from because, like you said, he's only six pound higher than the Lincoln. The way that's worked out uh, is is just unfathomable. You go and look at this race last year when he was a fifteen to two chance. He was drawn twenty three of 20, 23 on the near rail, and he ended up on the far rail, uh, not getting any kind of run. I mean. I wouldn't say he's unlucky, but he was—he would have gone very close there. I could see the case for him, but the price has gone about him sevens, uh, even though that's quite close to the the exchange win only price, and you are getting five places here. So, but, but I I pressed up on two horses win only on the exchange, even though there are the five places available. I've kept it simple. I thought Bo Pedro was too big a price, currently about seventeen on the exchange and about fourteens with a sports book, two pound well in on the Cambridge third. Um, has got heavy ground form uh, at Donny last October, uh, and I just quite like his profile. 
Uh, I like his draw as well because I couldn't see much pace in this race. So I wanted to be near the far rail. Uh, just having a look here. Yeah, I've got possible pace in three, four, and six. The gatekeeper's probably the most likely front runner. So I wanted to be drawn around him in seven, and and uh, and Bo Pedro in seven just fits that bill. The one that is I've got worry about the draw. Saying that is dancing magic in eighteen, uh, but. Given that he's back to a mark of 89, uh, sorry, 98. Mm. Bit dyslexic there, that one. Um, given his mark of 98, and you know, he was obviously he's got some very good juvenile form, including a fourth in heavy ground in the Verton Futurity. Uh, he's had a wind up since disappointing. If he if that's done anything to him of a mark of 98 on his juvenile form and even on his and even on his craven for uh, third back in April. I think he's handicapped to do some damage. So they're both around about 16s plus on the ex on the on the exchange, and I'm I'm tipping I'm tipping I'll be tipping them, and I'll probably backing them when when I'm definitely backing them when only. Okay, so, this is a race that is paying five playing yeah. paying five places. Sorry, five places here. I uh, I, I wouldn't put you on Bo Pedro if you want to pay five places, but I would not back Dancing Magic five places because I'm really worried about the draw in 18. I think okay, far around. So Dancing Magic is currently 16s on the sports book and Bo Pedro is currently 14s on the sports book. Those are TC's two pokes. Uh Daryl, just over to you to wrap this last race up then for us. Are you in agreement with either of the boys or are you throwing another one into the mix? I'm in agreement with migration. Um oh. I, I just think he's the best horse in the race. The more and more I went through this contest, the, the more wow. I just kept coming back to him. Um he's just Am I wishful thinking that we might get nines, tens? Yes. Sound. Yeah, I think he might go off Fav uh, for this. Um, but look, Tony's right to have his concerns about the draw because they tend to migrate towards the far side. Um, that they no do. Pardon the pun. Migration. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they they do most years, and it can breed hard luck stories, which would be my only concern for for migration held up well off the pace. I was trying to find something that I thought would be ridden more forwardly. Uh, nearly came down on Sunny Liston, but I, I genuinely think he wants good ground to be at his best. But I, like like the guys, I just kept going back to that Lincoln run. And it's just, this has obviously been by design for, for David Manuzier. He's given him the 167-day break. He's got a fabulous record fresh. I think he's unbeaten fresh. Um, and look, there's, there's in these handicaps, for me, it gets to a point where weight is just not, I mean, it's important, but, you know, cl class can outweigh the weight a lot of the time in these top class handicaps. So for me, hopefully migration can get the job done. Weight needs weight means nothing, Daniel. You time form boys. <laughs> um, guys, uh, it's time for your naps. And if one of you doesn't nap, Nashua, I'll be very disappointed given the case that we've made for her. Um, TC, I think I will come to you first, please, sir, for your nap. Yeah, if you can get any fours or bigger, uh, I'll be willing to bet Nashua each way with the sports book. And as he's not here, Kevin would have napped him too. Uh, that oh. takes her over a mile. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, Dan, your nap, please. Um, blue stocking win in place. Ooh, lively. Like it. Blue I stock. didn't expect to say that either. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I was going to see if TC explode, and I was going to nap migration uh, at SP at 10 to 1. <laughs> oh, I'm out. I should have said win in place, not each race. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and Daryl, you're on that, please. Throw another one into the mix. Uh, Jackie O in the 225. Take on Dan. Woo, Always a good idea, to be fair. 
Okay, beautiful. All right. Well, look, boys, thank All you right. very much for your contributions as always. Enjoy what looks to be a relatively damp Champions Day, but I'm sure we'll all have fun despite the weather. Um, don't forget, Sportsbook offers a completely free bet this weekend, but you need to opt in and also the standard bet five on horse racing multiples and get a free bet. And you need to do that responsibly if you are getting involved with those and do read the T's and C's. But for now, lads, viewers, listen. Go Frankie. Go Frankie. Bye, Frankie. Frankie. Last time we'll be saying it. Not. Um, See you on Monday. TC, I'll see you on Monday for wading, boys. Uh, No, uh, no, I'm I'm disappearing for a couple of weeks. So you're on holiday. Sorry. All right. Well, have a good holiday, Daryl. Good luck to you punting this weekend. Same to you too, Dan. Have a good one, and listeners and viewers, I will see you on Monday for wading. Bye.